Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We're here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. However, if you want to support this independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the core community. Hashtag hand in pocket. You'll also get... In most cases, early access to the episode. I do disclaim most because I don't want to get caught out. You said all the time, and then one week it doesn't happen for <laughs> scheduling reasons. But over, I think at this moment it's like 98%. So I think that's a high enough number to, to at least say that informally. Anyway, I'm joined once again by the resident referee. It's Logan. That's it now. Four weeks on the spin, a full month installed. Many saying... They don't want Adkins back, and that's not my that's, that's not my words. That's the the vocal audience. Well, we might as take away Logan now. Viewing figures are through the, through the roof. Stats are looking up. Everything's all the, uh, all the metrics the are pointing in the right yeah. direction for sure. But we get the monthly MI through, and it's looking good. So. Exactly. <clears throat> don't mess around with things if things are going well. Anyway, he will be back. He's not. He said he's not dead yet. So we're still as long as he survives, we'll get him back. I think he's had. He has had enough weeks off now for me to approach him and say, "Look, time to start working again. Time, <laughs> time to get back involved." Because I've seen him taking days off because it's too hot as well. So he's not even doing the day job half the time. He's he's claiming the heat's too much. So at least do the part time gig as well. But we shall see. Now it'll always be a bit of a mystery for people. They'll be like, "Oh." Who's going to be on? Who this is it this week? week? They know I'm yeah. going to be here most likely. In fact, I think you've you're the only person to ever host a podcast where I wasn't there. You don't. But it want shouldn't it. be allowed. Well, after that, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was what it was. It was one of the E3s. But mm. um, now there's now there's a bit of mystery thrown to there. And obviously, there's sometimes we get even another guest on. We have the Adcocks lurking occasionally. Ogsworth Day Salmon waiting the wings with Steam decks to be looked at. So who knows? That's all I'll say. But you're stuck with me, unfortunately. Anyway, the best way to start off a podcast, Undisputed Manor, is delay news. And we've got a couple of pieces here. Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed by, quote, a few months for polishing. So they haven't, they haven't handed down an actual date there, but that was, um, that's was that been chucked into that bin, seemingly. And that was actually a game that Biff subbed out of his FGL Grand Prix team. And I had poked fun at him saying, well, why are you chucking that one out and putting the Callisto protocol in? One's coming out in September, one's coming out in December. But now the mastermind of Biff may well have come through. Maybe he was, you know, in the know that Gollum was never going to make this year, but we still don't have a, a solid release date on that. Do you think people are going to be missing out on that one if it doesn't arrive in 2022? No one specific. Oh, is, isn't, looks... isn't the new TV show this autumn or this winter? Yeah, so it could have coincided yeah, with that. It could have done, but it's like his avatar, wasn't it? Last week, that was another synergy yeah. opportunity missed. 
I mean, it needs the, it, it needs that as well. To be fair to Gollum, it needed that synergy, and now that's lost seemingly. So they might be. They might be riding the crest of a wave if they're lucky, but. <laughs> Um, the, the trouble is that game just looks poor. Like it, it, out of all the characters that you could probably use, I don't think Gollum is largely the. I mean, he's an interesting character, but not as a playable one. No. Like for a whole game, it, it the whole thing concerns me from story, gameplay through to gra- it, the whole thing, yeah. and the fact that. Now, there's a lot of polishing that needs doing. I think it's beyond that, but there you go. As some people say, you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. So maybe that's what they're <laughs> they're up to. I suspect that's very accurate. Yeah. We also got another bit of delay news, and it comes in the form of Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. That's seen another delay, with the Xbox version postponed even further. So this was going to be a little bit of a, a console exclusive for the Green Bloods. Game was first announced in 2020 was supposed to be released in 2021. COVID come along and stung that into spring 2022. Delayed again to September the 13th. And now, Fat Shark, which is a great name for a developer, has announced it suffered yet another delay. And the Xbox version is going to be held back even further. So PC is now set to release on November the 30th, while the Xbox Series X and S versions will come, quote, shortly after PC, with a specific launch date to come, end quote. So that's been pushed back. And that's on Salmon's Grand Prix team. So he will now need to make a, a risk-based decision in September when that transfer window's open. Does he does he trust that Fat Shark have finally nailed down the date or is he going to take a, take a gamble and get rid of it? It's uh, This is the complications that come if you don't pick the games that have come out earlier in the year. You're dealing with this sort of stress in the latter months of the, the Fantasy Gaming League. You don't really want it, do you? You really want it as the majority wrapped up. And if there are games that are lurking in that sort of Q4 area, then uh, you want them to be as surefire as they come. I don't think you'd probably class a Warhammer game as surefire as they come. (laughs) Not that you'll score all right, but yeah, it's not not what you call a slam dunk necessarily. No. Now it's like, does does he waste the five points to find something else? But... I don't know, I've got a feeling people are going to be scratching around a lot because there's seemingly opportunities for games are running out. That's why September's going to be very, very interesting from my perspective anyway. And speaking of the Fantasy Gaming League, Hall managed to get another release onto his Grand Prix team in the form of Xenoblade sorry, Chronicles 3. Uh, sitting on an 88 at the moment, which is about as high... Perhaps a 90 would have been the highest you'd expect for that. But that's very, very good. And that was a game he subbed in. And he subbed out Babylon's Fall earlier in the year, which scored, I think it was a 42. So a huge <laughs> plus for him there. He's clearly made the right decision to get rid of that and get and get Xenoblade Chronicles 3 in. Um, and that takes him onto a total of 483 with an average of 83. Four games still remaining. And, and those are Advanced War... Sorry, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which we don't know if it's coming because they they postponed that because of Putin invading Russia. And it's like, do you just suddenly say, well, we've we done our piece for a few months, but we're actually going to release the game now? Or do they just say, look, we're going to continue not to release it because we don't feel it's appropriate? They kind of back themselves into a corner with that. like Because if you release it now, what you're saying, it's less bad now. It's mm. you know, the wars, it's not over. It, you, once you make that stance... 
I don't people most people won't give them shit for it, but the start- it's there's always there's always wars going on. You yeah. just might not hear about them. So <laughs> in that like there's never going to be a good time for them to chuck it out. They, I think they should have just chucked it out when it was due to come out. A game's a game, a war's a war. Like just mm. just like watch I stop playing Call of Duty then. Like where'd you draw the line? Well, we'll see about that one. Slime Rancher 2, which is another halls, and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for the second Pokemon game in 2022, which is madness. And Madden 23, which hasn't scored in the 80s since 2019, I don't think. The last one that wheeled out was in the mid-60s, so I don't know what he was thinking there. In fact, I do know what he was thinking. He said, I never thought I'd get a game that low on my list, and it ended up there. So that's the that's, he cost himself because he ended up going last in the draw because he didn't get his team in on time. So he gave up his grid spot, and it's that's the, the outcome mm. of that. I don't know why I was late as well. I can't remember now. It is sloppy though. Well, what I tend to do is throw the date out there and don't ever remind anyone because it it catches people out, and that's what I like to do. I think you did that this this year. I'm pretty sure you went. Look, if you don't get it in, mm. then you, you you're basically you're potentially get giving up some sort of yeah, yeah. advantage. And I went, all right, and still blew it. Yeah. So wear that out. Well, busy time in it, December people. Seemingly, don't have time for the fantasy game league, which I can't understand. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the news. Number one, oh. PlayStation VR two got some more details. So, not the details that I would necessarily call the most interesting, <laughs> because for me, it's when's this thing coming out and how much is it? How many UK pans do they want for this device? But we haven't got that yet. We've got some confirmation of technology and other features it's going to have. So we'll run through those quickly. See-through view. Now, I don't know if you understand what this is, but basically you can. there's a camera on the front and you can view that camera. So if you're in between games, need to pick something up off the floor, you can switch to that and see your surroundings so you don't trip over your ass. Broadcast options added with the PlayStation 5 HD camera, which is an awful camera, in my opinion. I've had hands-on experience with that thing. I sent it back, returned it, because I was so dissatisfied with the quality and everything else about it. So, exciting to have broadcast options, but it's paired with that piece of shit, so I don't know how that's going to fucking pan out for them. Um, Just before we move on, why was it so poor? Because I haven't heard this before. Well, it's just the quality was so bad. Like the the great, it was, I don't know whether it was the 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 camera quality just wasn't very good. They called it an HD camera, and I was like, "Well, we're now stretching the boundary of what's considered HD." So <laughs> I sent it back, and Amazon, you know, God bless old Bezos. Sometimes he makes it easy to send took back that you don't want, even if mm. you know I hadn't done my research, which I hadn't. And for me, anyway, that was my I was dissatisfied with that, and that basically killed off my idea for doing any console streaming because I was going to do it directly with the camera. I don't think this is the... Th- I, I believe this is still the case, I should say. I think the PlayStation 5 still only lets you plug this thing in, which is part of the problem. If it was just you know, a universal input where you, mm. I could put this thing in, it would be fine, but they want you to buy this shitting camera. And I imagine it's going to be the same for the PlayStation VR 2 in that if you want to do the broadcast option... Because they mentioned it in the blog, that's all they mentioned... It's mm. just it's silliness. Um, you can customise your player and the boundary. So that's really important these days because you can essentially draw out the floor where you say, right, if I go outside this little virtual world, I want you on the game to tell me I'm going to trip over or hit the wall. And it just 
reduces the chance of you smacking into a wall or tripping over something. Doesn't eliminate it completely because I've you know you don't always stretch out your arm to every diameter and and do the full works, but it's a it's a feature that's sort of needed these days. And then we've got the VR mode, which is just VR mode, and it was talking about the resolutions, etc. And then cinema mode, which will allow you to view um, media and other non-VR content in a virtual cinema, which I've always liked the idea of, but it, the, the previous iterations of the headsets that I've played anyway have never got close to it being clear enough for it to be worthwhile sitting there with that thing on your head. You're better off just putting it on the telly. Like I said, the, the the key details are not there. We don't have price or release dates, but how are you feeling about... Let's do VR in general. Yeah. I want to hear about what what's going on in that space because uh, as far as I know, you've never bought a device. Um, have you ever been interested? And does what Sony's offering here sound tantalizing enough that you might go down that road? I mean... Uh, we obviously played Biff's when he bought it mm. years ago, the original OG version. Yeah. And um, I thought it was good fun, but I always thought it was a bit of a gimmick. Mm. And that is the problem with it, is that <clears throat> I always feel like it needs to make gaming better in some way. Yeah. And it, I, I, I just don't really... I, I just like my controller and a TV. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't feel like the extra level of immersion that VR gives is kind of worth it. Mm. Broadly, I mean, there's, you can have some good fun with certain different games. I'm not saying it's crap, but it's crap. What I it. like to play, it's just not, it's just not adding anything. And I think it does make me feel a bit weird. Um, yeah, you've got this big old device on your head. Like when you said watching a film on it, I thought, God, not in this cookbox weather. Well, not in this weather, and not with the weight on it. Like no. I, I don't, I'd have to like lay on my back on the bed or something. So, <laughs> but I, 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 I can understand why it's appealing to people. Like, I completely get it, but I just don't. It's just not something that particularly appeals to me at the moment. Mm. I think, and even these additions they've put on here, so see-through view. Mm. Well, it ain't that hard to just lift it up, is it? Like, it's not like it's. <laughs> I don't know. It, they can be irritating because sometimes this was the original PlayStation VR. I used to fucking smoke us uh, steam up yeah. a lot, and in doing that, you would allow for a more more condensed. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the fucking mm. science behind it, but there, I it is useful because the Oculus Rift that I had for about a month and then gave back to Bezos again, used it for a month, gave it back, and when he went, no problem, that's refunded before we've even picked it up, and I was like, brilliant, thank you, mate. And that had see-through view, and that was almost... You'd lean on it a lot more than you'd think. It mm. sounds like, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll just flip the headset off. But when something goes wrong or you need to do something else quickly, like answer your phone even, you can just flick that. Press, it's a press of a button, and then you can operate normally. I mean, mm. you, look, you look a twat, but most people aren't going to be doing this in public space yeah. well i mean i'm not saying it's useless but no. even like if you're selling me something yeah on the base of the technology like it wouldn't be a big thing for me where i go oh finally no like, i think I, said, I can see through this feel i feel like this announcement was more like here's sort of just we're just letting you know we're doing the minimum of what's mm. probably expected now in a headset it's not mm. groundbreaking technology by any 
stretch of the imagination but people always worry when sony do things that are half-assed it and mm. they may well still do that but at least this shows they're offering you know things that will make your life a little bit easier if you go down this road yeah yeah i mean you know they're all pretty good additions i think you know some of the frame rates i mean the idea of having like 120 hertz in my eyes i don't know how i'd cope with that I don't know well, if it would be better or worse than whatever was in the original one, but, but I presume that's an upgrade. Anything that's higher frame rates for VR is better by a long shot. It makes a big difference of, for motion sickness in some mm. areas. So it can offset some of the negatives, but yeah. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, in all honesty. I'll be- <laughs> I will believe that it does 120 FPS at those resolutions when I fucking see it, and people who know what they're talking about have had hands on it. But, it should do. I mean, well, TVs can easily do it now. It's just that HDR video format with the frame rate that makes you go. Mm. Are you even going to really notice it when the screen's like this big? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, I think for people that like VR, like, it looks like some good additions. It looks a little less bulky as well, I think, yeah. than previous iterations, which is, which is nice. But... Just don't want these yeah, sweat box on your head, do you? Here's a here's a question for you, and this is not a, a, a question. Are Sony missing a trick by not having this compatible with PCs? Considering their charge towards releasing their games on PC, being a bit more open with cross-platform mm. games in terms of the Bungie acquisition, they're going to stay put on other platforms. Are you? I mean, who's, I just struggle to find the people that are going to see the headset and go, right, I need a PS5 now. It's most <laughs> likely going to be people that have got the PS5 and think, oh, maybe I'll get that. Which, yeah. is, which, in comparison to the amount of PCs that are out there, is minuscule. You know, you're, you're limiting your, your customer base. I suppose what it does mean, this is again where I answer my own question when I start <laughs> chatting, is that it means that they know whatever you plug into the PlayStation VR 2 is going to be at least the PS5 quality in terms of the kit underneath it. So they can they can publish that you will get these frame rates, you will get this resolution, whereas if you put your laptop into it and go, Jim, this fucking <laughs> PSVR's 2, and he's like, well, you've got a 10-year-old laptop, and you go, well, you know, I didn't, didn't know about that. So maybe it's you just... said HDR <laughs> 120 hertz. Yes. So maybe it's just um... to avoid that nonsense which is fair but i do think there's something to be said about having it opened up for pc since they seem to be happy even if you play ps5 or playstation or sony games on the pc hmm. like even if they said you i don't know how they'd control that but nah. maybe it's just a compatibility thing and being able to you know just make it compatible with the playstation is kind of the easiest way for them to do it and yeah. it's what you said similarly about their webcam a minute ago it's like well. You, if you if you want to do certain things with your PlayStation, you have to have their gear. And maybe so it's iPhone all over again. Way. So I don't get yeah, involved with them. Mm. I don't. I don't particularly like it. There must be a marketing reason why they do it. Um, but surely, if they, I, I, I guess the counterpiece to that is, is if they make theirs possible, so you could put any by that by virtue of that, you should theoretically be able to put any other. VR headset into the PlayStation as well. well and then they says, go, well, Jim says no to that, though. He says, no, 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 no. You don't be plugging anything in. You can't even plug another camera into it. So you ain't going to allow that. But you're right. If you want the real walls down, that's the approach that you take. That's the approach. It's kind of like open it all up and it just becomes a bit of tech. But then, <laughs> yeah, you just lose your um, 
you, you want to lock people in like the same way that Apple do. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think if you if you're looking at it from just purely offering a product to the market, mm. it would clearly be a wider uh, customer base. You know, open it up even to anything and just going anyone can use it. Yep. I can play off your pop. Yeah, but nope, not happening. Well, not happening. We'll see. I feel I still think the. Uh... Well, as in most people, until we find out how much this thing is and when it's coming out, it's... 400 minimum. Well, we'll talk about that now because they, they. I'm wondering whether, this is number two, whether Meta slash Facebook... It's hard to call them Meta. Yeah. And the trouble is, you see articles saying Facebook still. And I'm like, well, hang on, yeah. you're, you lot are supposed to be doing the legwork for us to ingrain this change into us. And they always go, Facebook... Who's owned by Meta? I'm like, hey, this is a Meta thing now. Just they start getting on the same. They need those juicy clicks. Don't well, they? that's the thing. The algorithms don't work with Meta yet, do they? Yeah. Facebook's the the keyword anyway. But anyway, Meta are going to bump the price of the Quest VR headset by a hundred UK pounds. So the cost of the headset's going from two hundred ninety nine to three hundred ninety nine for the hundred twenty eight mm. gigabyte model. And then we've got the 399 to 499, 256 gigabyte model. Now, I've not owned one of these things, but I know a lot of people that have gone through the, the case of grabbing hold of them. Um, one of the big factors for that was that it was standalone, didn't need anything else with it. And then the other thing was the price. You know, 300 quid seemed like a reasonable mm. price to go for. I mean, what are Meta doing here? I mean, we know why they're doing it, because they're struggling, clearly. For, I say struggling. They're relatively struggling compared to where they have been. Mm. But this just seems like... Uh, no no more people are going to buy this because of that. You're now relying on the fact they're offsets by the money you've increased it for. Less people are going to buy this headset because it's 100 quid more, $100 more in other markets. What are we playing at here? How often yeah, does hardware I mean, go up? I don't. I can't remember the last time something like that goes up in price. Not just by it's up a significant amount. Normally you go, oh, well, here's the new model, and you you yeah. sort of cover it. You you smoke it out by saying, oh, the new model, it's got more tech in it, so it's a hundred quid more. You don't just say, well, this was four hundred quid, now it's five hundred quid off your pop. Yeah, I, I don't really understand it to be honest. I I, I guess that. The market at the moment has got some pressures on it that it probably hasn't seen for 20 or 30 years in terms of inflation and supply chain issues and chip shortages, you name it. Um, you know, fuel costs, everything's just going through the roof. Yeah. So the cost to manufacture is going up significantly. So they're probably looking at it thinking, well, we, need we weren't making a. We didn't have a, a large margin in the in the first place, and so now we're making a loss if we don't do something. So what do we do? Just mm. continue to sell them at a loss, or do we do something about it? And they they must have just decided that well, we'll just take it on the chin. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to be a popular decision. No. Um, but what do you do? You either try and intercept it and go, we're going to have to bump up the price, Alan, <laughs> or, or we're going to make a loss. What do you want to do? Well. And uh, who is it, whoever's who's going to say, well, we'll just continue what we're doing and just make a loss then? Like, it, that it must be that sort of. Oh, yeah, it must be. Yeah, I mean, it, the trouble is, Meta themselves are not going to make a loss, but this no. obviously this 
work stream or this yeah, yeah the, the business of, stream yeah, yeah. Will, will is under the cosh but you the, that's why i kind of appreciate what microsoft do is that they, or sorry xbox they have mm. these this ridiculously wealthy backer in microsoft and that that wealth is often passed on to us as consumers in terms of value for game pass and and all the other mm. things whether it's backwards compatibility being added like they're leveraging the funds from from microsoft as a greater company not, yeah. not saying, well, we're doing toot, so we're going to fucking slam all the prices up for you. It's like, well, we're wealthy enough here to take the loss here and we can pick it out of fucking Windows 11 because mm. that's taking titles in terms of financial benefits. But Meta have gone, nah. If you can't operate independently under the banner, you, you put them prices up. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And there are a lot of companies that operate. Like, usually when they do that, they go, we know you're going to be making a loss for three years, five years, but we expect you to be self-sufficient by mm. X year. Um, how Microsoft and Xbox continue to do what they do baffles me. I genuinely don't understand it. It's Phil must I mean, have some must... absolute dirt on the higher-ups. He's like, look, if you don't let me do what I want to do here, I'm going to pull the plug on this and you're all going to be exposed. Like they must in some way. I, I, Them I lizard people. Like, he's going to say, look, I know what you're up to underneath that ground. <laughs> I'm going to get you. They, they, they must be making some money somewhere. Mm. Like, like, but to just, as I put prices up whilst they were 300 to put up to 400, that's a 25% <laughs> increase or a 30, 33% increase, whatever it is. It's a lot of money. To, yeah. So then to then go sorry about that off you pop go and buy them please like it's, it doesn't look great for something that there's you know i would presume with more people and i expect the psvr headset to price around that sort of point well it kind of gives I, them a little bit of a margin now where they're not going to be i don't think they're going to be excessively higher than what quest was it's going to have better tech in it the kicker is you need to have the ps5 along with it so the overall cost is still going to be yeah higher yeah. if you're starting from scratch but I think now this has done them a little bit of a favour on the price in front because they can be like, oh, we're, we're the same as Quest and it looks better, etc., etc. Ignore the fact yeah, that yeah. PS5. Don't worry about that. Just <laughs> yeah. But... Another, another 500 quid over there. Don't yeah, worry exactly. So maybe it, maybe it's given them a bit of a, an opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's unfortunate because the Quest VR is a nice little device that seems to hook in a lot of people that want to try it and the tech's pretty good for what it is like it's a standalone single single jobby device and you know it, it is what it is basically and, a powerful mobile eye in it yeah in there mm. well sony sony announced their quarterly earnings and whatnot i don't want to go into all that because i don't understand it enough and you read one headline you think cool they're gonna go under and you read the other one they're like cool they're doing really well and it's like well who's <laughs> writing these but there was one interesting nugget that came out and it must be related to the meta bump for the Quest VR in price because they were asked on their recent earnings call whether they are considering increasing the price for PlayStation 5 in face mm. of, of similar market pressures. And the quote was, about a potential price increase for the PS5. At this point in time, there is nothing specific I can share with you about prices. <laughs> And that came from the Executive Deputy President, Chief Financial Officer, Hiroki Totokai. Totokai. Fuck dear. Hiroki Totokai. Yeah, I should have done it and it helps me, yeah. Oh well, I've blown, sorry, Mr. Totokai. Can't help it. But that's a very non-committal answer. I don't expect them to say anything else. But can mm. you, do you, can you foresee them 
going PlayStation Five? That's now five hundred quid instead of four fifty, or is that is that just an optical suicide mission? Because Phil ain't gonna do it. I can almost put my life on that Phil ain't gonna do it because he don't need to. He's got a fucking three trillion dollar company sitting behind him. I'll slash the price of anything just to really make you look stupid. I don't think so. No, I'd I'd be surprised at this point whether they went. uh, We're gonna have to bump up the price. More than likely, Hiroki Totokai. They will just. it's more than likely they'll just bump up whatever pro version or whatever they have. If they need to recoup the money, that'll just be the more expensive one. That's mm. what I would expect. Yeah. But then, you know, Sony are a bigger company themselves. I think we've got to remember that. They're not small fry. No, they're happy. But obviously, when you compare it to Microsoft, it, they do look small. But they're a big company. They've got some, some money there. So Yeah, well, I think the question from on the earnings call, I was reading a little bit about it, is because Sony in other areas, other electronical and technologies, mm. have increased some of their pricing. So mm. it was like, oh, you're going to do it here in, in this world. And obviously, they over-asked that question, doesn't understand the... The Armageddon that would ensue if they didn't do something like that. It's just not. It's not I'm it's, it's just not an option. Headphones. No, yeah, you it, can't just go. Oh, those headphones have got to go up a little bit. Like, it, it, uh, yeah, you've got a whole community of people that would be royally pissed off. The gaming community would not allow that to happen without an absolute, absolute carnage. But I tend to agree. And it's oh, got, they, might, yeah, they might. Sorry, I was just the last thing I was going to say was they might be looking at if they did need to recoup some money back somehow. They'd probably do it through things like the VR headset. Like yeah. they've obviously got the license to price that more aggressively now. Yeah, they've got, definitely got more margin for that. And I've, the, I've got this off VGC, Video Games Chronicle, news website, and the headline was like Sony refused to be drawn on whether they could raise the price of the PS5. But that guy can't sit there and say anything either way. Can't say yes, we will, or no, we won't, unless he's not hundred percent sure. Even if he's ninety-eight percent sure, they won't. He can't sit there and say that just in case they need to. So I'm not reading too much into that spelling doom and that it will happen. He's just trying to keep his nose clean and not get told off when he comes out of the fucking call. Oh, you can't. Nobody goes there and says what they're going to do around the price of their products. So if they need to, then they'll they'll obviously do a separate press release and communication or whatever about it. Like it wouldn't be done in that earnings call. Yeah. And he's not going to go, no, we're never going to increase. Like, cause he could never make that commitment anyway. No. Like, three months later when it costs him 600 quid to make a PS five, he's like, Oh, <laughs> already said, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. He's just trying to keep himself in a job. So he's done the right thing there. Yeah. That wraps up our sort of little news segment for this time, for this week, I should say. Um, we're going to do a little bit of what we call rumor and innuendo, which are like leaks or other things that aren't they're aren't they're not coming from official sources. And not that we have a hard and fast policy here where we don't discuss this stuff, but I do like to keep it down to a minimum because inevitably half of it could be bollocks, all of it could be bollocks, and you end up repeating the conversation when it's formally announced anyway. And I'm always like, this wait, this wait until this sort of stuff comes out in the wash. But we can comment, but don't discuss is how I'll frame it. And we'll see how that goes with timings. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, we've got a dry week. Basically, what you're saying is we've got a dry week, so we need some filler to I could pull tons of rumor and innuendo. I could pull the plug now and we'd be covered for the episode because we've got some great game impressions <laughs> lined up and ready and it would work out perfectly. However, it seems like when sort of bigger stuff happens, we should at least mention it. 
and let yeah. people make their own minds up. So GTA 6 has been doing the rounds with rumours and leaks and, and whatnot, and Bloomberg has been reporting the following things. The main map's going to be a fictional version of Miami and its surrounding areas. This was de-scoped from multiple cities down to that. Uh, it will include a playable female character, and there'll be two leading characters in total. Developers are also, quote, being, sorry, being cautious, sorry, to, quote, not punch down by making jokes and about marginalised groups in contrast to previous games. It's also claimed the single-player map will be updated over time, adding cities and missions for, for people to play on. This will, in turn, reduce crunch in the game's final months. Well, are we getting half-baked game then? What are we talking about there? Um, it also says that it will feature more <laughs> interior locations. And that also there's been a cultural overhaul at Rockstar, um, basically been getting rid of people that have been somewhat toxic or inappropriate in the past and trying to improve their working culture, restructuring things so that people are under less pressure. It's a bit more of an open environment. As I said, all rumour and innuendo taken from Bloomberg, so take it with a grain of salt. Any comments? Uh, I don't know why it would matter whether it's a man or a woman. It seems... Well, I don't think it... It's, it's triggered people, isn't it? Because there's people that are saying, why is it going woke? Well, it did sound a little bit like a, 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 I wouldn't say a woke game, but it sounds like a little bit they're trying to be a bit more... It's a clear popular. shift in what they've done previously, like the tone yeah. and everything. Like, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but that's no seems apparent according to these reports anyway. I mean, put it this way, we've all loved all the games they've done under yeah. the the previous regime or culture, whatever you want to call it. Mm. So I guess you could argue or there, there could be, you could draw a conclusion that says it's a bit concerning because although that culture inside might have been toxic and whatever you want to call it, people work long hours, they produce good games. Yeah. And you know, they're not talking down to certain cultures and all this sort of stuff. It sounds like it could be a bit of a PC politically mm. correct version of Grand Theft Auto. And I thought I always think the best thing about Grand Theft Auto was its brutalness. Like in mm. terms of um even going back to the original stuff, like the things they used to say, how you know, swearing or the violence score, like that was why everyone loved it. Yeah. Um so as long as they don't take away the core excellence, I would say, and brutality of GTA, like it's fine to have like women and men leads and whatnot. Um, I don't understand this talking down piece, though. I, I, that's a bit confusing. But Punching yeah, down. <clears throat> punching down, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, as long as it's a good game, I don't really care. Miami, wherever they can put it, wherever they want, it doesn't really... Miami will be Vice City, won't it? That's the... Well, that yeah. It should, should be that, anyway. That's what they've done in the past, anyway. But, no, interesting to see how it turns out. I don't think any of these changes will negatively affect the game although they have had a, they've had a massive exodus of like the higher ups like one of the Hauser mm. brothers is gone that leslie benzies is gone like and yeah they, maybe you say well are they going to struggle but i don't know what are these guys up to really other than counting the cash like i mean yeah i mean you know gta5 continues to be yeah oh, yeah ridiculously profitable for them and um and popular so you can't really crit. It's not a crit. You can't criticise them for the, for everything they've done to date. Um, but you know, can this long golden run continue forever? 
And that is the question. Yeah. That is the question. Even but, with um, even without a massive change, you can still stagnate and Yeah, go exactly. Wrong. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Maybe. so maybe change is good. Yeah. And we we'll see, probably not till twenty twenty five though, so yeah. <laughs> we're a long, long way away from that. And that's the GTA bits and pieces. Um Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake has reportedly reportedly been delayed indefinitely. So the, the the crux of this one is they go in to show LucasArts and Sony, who are one of their partners in this. I think they're either publishing it or at least, at the very least, it's it's a timed exclusive, so they're financially mm. helping it out. They put this demo together, showed those two, and they went, well, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which must be disheartening if you're on that team for Aspire, who, to be fair, that development team have never done a ground up fully fledged game they've basically been doing ports and that mm. has been a concern of mine when you hand over a sort of remake project of this scale to a firm like that and now there's rumours that Sabre Interactive are going to get involved with all this it's, it's fascinating yeah. insight where if it's you know to be believed or not we're never going to get this publicly acknowledged because they're not going to come out and say yeah they, they fucking gave us a demo and it was toot so we've restarted the game <laughs> That's never going to be said, is it? But that's why I think it's sometimes interesting to pick up on these little reports because mm. you wouldn't get chatting about it. I mean, what's going on there? Can you? That's not coming for a few more years, is it? No. I mean, look, it's good that they don't just chuck out any old shit. I think Knights of the Old Republic was one that I never got on, but I know it was quite a popular game. Hugely popular. Years, years ago. Yeah. Hugely popular one. Um, so there'd be a huge kind of cult following for that. Um yeah, I mean, how bad must it have been for them to go? That is so bad. Yeah. We're just going to have to just delay it indefinitely until we can get someone that could do it properly. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a strange one. They've they've even sacked a couple of the directors, like the art director and someone else, got booted out. I don't know if it's related to this again. This is the, the trouble of all this smoke. But if you there was there was a time when the rumours were this was supposed to be coming out late this year or early next year. That ain't that ain't happening now, and that's if it's being sent back and delayed indefinitely. You know the report was that they've paused their resources on it. One, it could end up being cancelled, mm. or two, it'll end up going to a different de- developer to lead, which is not yeah. necessarily ideal. But if it ends up in the in the best possible product, then. To me, that's all that matters. But I wonder if Sony is sitting there thinking, oh, fuck's sake. Got, snar- yes, that got was... snarled up in this now. That's an old game, isn't it? Nice oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would say 20 years. Is that wrong? I think it's far it off. It feels like that. It feels like that. Imagine remaking something like that. You'd be better off starting from scratch. Well, I think that's the like... thing. They were kind of doing that. Right. It's not... We talked about this last week, didn't we? About the last event yeah. and whatnot. It's not that sort of job, as far as I've understood it. It's a bit more of a reimagining type jobby, like yeah. like Resident Evil Two. That's the cut of there's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a massive difference between that and the Last of Us Part One, seemingly. And this was released back in 2003, so it needs a hell of a lot of modernising um, to bring it forward, and that's not worked out for them, which is a, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Last rumor and innuendo. Black Panther single-player open-world game reportedly in the works at EA. Apparently one of the old monolith leads who did the uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games is going to be leading this. What's your thoughts on 
Again, we're not going to talk about the studio doing it, but what's your thoughts on a Black no. Panther game coming to light potentially? Because seems like ripe for the picking. I mean, I know that the Avengers game, well-regarded flop, but Black Panther is a solo character where you're concentrating on just what he can get up to. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking this might be... Taking aside who's working on it, because we don't know how you know the, the quality of the yeah. game will be dealt by them, but as a, as a concept, I quite like the yeah. idea of this. Yeah. Uh, I think superheroes of any form as a concept work in video games. Yeah. I just think the execution is largely on superhero games, largely poor. Cool. Um, it is though, isn't it? Other than the odd few. Mm. Um, and I think it's, it all comes down to that execution and how, <clears throat> how they design the game and everything. I, I think it, it could work quite easily, yeah. but Imagine roaming around with all that tech and stuff. It would be quite yeah. cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it, ju- it just comes down to execution. I like the idea. Yeah. Um, Funny that EA, the EA are rolling this when they've repeatedly poked fun at single-player games and, and then, they, then they got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which turned out to be a massive success. And I think now they're realising that actually there's money to be had, so maybe we should jump on this train and not just wheel out Battlefield in a half-cooked status every three years. Can't even do that anymore. Well, and they shrug their shoulders and go, I don't know what's going wrong here. It's like, well, stop releasing, <laughs> stop releasing to it. Start there and then we'll see what happens. Anyway. Right, that'll do for this week. Um, nice brisk sort of news recap and some rumour and innuendo touched upon. You're going to be treated to some lovely game impressions from ourselves. Logan, I'm going to let you choose what the what the audience gets to listen to. They can either hear you talking about Dawn of Ragnarok or yeah. me talking about Hitman 3. They're the two options. Both will we'll come. Do... It's not either or. They're not going to get rid of one of the recordings, but I'll let you decide what they actually listen to. I liked our Hitman ones. Let's do that. Very topical because they've just released a new free map, which I'm going to dive into in the next couple of weeks. I'll report back on that probably as part of a smaller segment, but I will see you on the other side yourself. And everyone else, you're going to get Hitman Free. I replayed the trilogy of that recently, and I got the paid DLC, which was the Seven Deadly Sins. And there may be some contrasting opinions over the main game versus the DLC in terms of what I did or did not enjoy. But I will say no more. won't take up any more of your time. We appreciate the time you've given us. And if you want to give us a little bit more and listen to Hitman 3, the trilogy impressions. Nothing more to say here other than we'll see you on the other side. Here we are then. Some game impressions or a game review. I think we can call them reviews, can't we? Yeah. Same sort of thing. It's acceptable. Yes. (laughs) This time I'm reporting back on Hitman, the Hitman Trilogy, or just Hitman Trilogy, you'll find it in the store, whether it's Xbox, uh, PlayStation, or on PC. So this is the three games that have been bundled together as a package following the release of Hitman 3 last year in 2021. And in January, they announced they were going to package them together in a, in, a, in a trilogy set. Now, I already had access to all the games, um, so I bought Hitman 3, and previously I had had two and one and you could import essentially the trilogy into hitman 3 so you had it in in one go and then formally this year they've they've released it as a a standalone package for all three 
Um, anyway, I'll hand over to you, Logan, she'll be prompting me about any queries or questions you've got, but take it away. Hitman Trilogy, what do you want to know? Well, <clears throat> what do I want to know? So, I guess we better start with how much of this has you already played and mm. then come to replay. Yes, so I've played... I'd played every level through before when they'd come out initially. So, you know, I think the original, the first Hitman was like four or five years ago. So I went through the six levels there. Hitman 2, there was mm. eight, uh, six levels plus two DLC levels. I bought those, went through those. And then in 2021, when Hitman 3 came out, I went through the six levels that were there. So I'd already played all this, um, spread out over the last sort of four or five years. And this time I kind of went back with the trilogy in mind and started from the beginning and went through all three again. Went through mm. a whole whole campaign, I guess, for the for, for Agent forty seven. So stupid question, and it may be a stupid question or not, but is there a, a linear story that operates across those games? There is. Because I, I've and the reason I stupidly say that, so I'm aware of Hitman going back god donkey's yonks, mm. right? Um and I've seen it I used to watch, <clears throat> I used to love the content, the fun house. I know we've shouted out to them before. Bit controversial these days, but still. <laughs> well, they cleaned, cleaned themselves times. up. They've done the right things. And, well, you know, I mean, they did, yeah, but it's, you get dragged through the mud. It's difficult to come out the other side, isn't it? <laughs> um, but, and they did a lot of, uh, of Hitman playthroughs, um, which are incredibly entertaining. Okay, um, yeah. And I liked them. So I watched a lot of the Hitman stuff that they did, and they went back and did some of the older ones. Then they went through some of the newer ones as well. And I always struggled to get that picture across of it. Whilst the videos were entertaining, I never got a picture of a story. And I always yeah. wondered, are these just sort of separate missions that, that Agent 47 is assigned to, and it's sort of no real connection between them? Or, you know, clearly I was wrong in that, and there is actually a cross at least in the trilogy, uh, a, 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 I will quote-unquote say story. I'm guessing that's not the... Yeah. I mean, look, they have a go at it. Mm. They, have a, they have a go at having a narrative there. It's easily one of the weak parts of it is this sort of overarching... Because mm. like you said, it's enough to be playing standalone assassination contracts. Yeah. like You don't need all the drama that's kind of going on in the background as to why you're doing it. Mm. And it doesn't start off that way. It's just over time it becomes obvious that there's a there's there's a there's, yeah. a, there's a wider kind of issue that's taking place. And it's like, well, are, are you are you doing this? Are you being manipulated to assassinate these targets? What's going on? So it's you know, there's some it's you know, people might find that sort of stuff interesting. Um, and I guess if you were to write down what happens, you think, oh yeah, like a little bit of you know that may, maybe that is interesting, but the way it's kind of delivered throughout the the, the three games is a little bit inconsistent. Like the you know, cut scenes are just not really all that. In the second game, because they went independent, they clearly had a smaller budget, so there's no cut scenes. There's like um, they're like quite nicely drawn like graphic novels with voice acting over the top. So like stills that zoom in and out, and they might you know that sort of stuff. Mm. And the third one clearly got some more money in the bank they went back to having a few cutscenes and whatnot um but there is an overarching kind of story there but when you're zoned in on the on each mission at hand you know you don't you don't care what the ICA are doing or Providence or mm. you know you just know that there's three people you need to get off and kill and can mm. have some 
freedom to to explore and experiment and find a hopefully an interesting and efficient way of taking out the targets yeah i mean that's always been my broad understanding of the appeal of hitman Mm. is the sandbox element to the assassination and how you carry it out and get out like there's there is clearly a best way of doing it which is where you get i can't remember do they is it medals they give you in that or they give you some sort of award don't yeah they, you get but... like a little star rating and then yeah, you'll get so, like yeah. a, a like a title so i think silent mm. assassin's the top one so if you get five stars you'll get you'll be called a silent mm. assassin that's like your top score um so yeah there's a definitely there are pointers in what they deem as a you know the cleanest of assassinations i.e. you yeah. get him without being seen you don't kill any non um, targeted people so you don't have any collateral damage um, you don't leave any evidence behind things like that and you know you can mm. work towards those more challenging things it's not a lot of the time you you can naturally quite get those without being overly skilled I was not overly skilled I just kind of followed you know what I felt like was going to was going to be right um, so yeah you, you do get a little bit of feedback on how you're doing in comparison to you want you want to be invisible essentially is the way that they, yeah. they they want these contracts carried out and then you know when the big cheeses are asking for that sort of delivery agent 47 german cuz he's got all sorts of skills that he can he can use to to take out these these uh, unfortunate people in some in in some aspects but they they're usually pretty bad people when you get the synopsis you're like yeah probably better off without him or her let's let's, yeah. let's bump them off come on i mean Going back to what I said at the beginning around the, the Funhouse videos that I used to watch, I mean, it, it made for pretty good content, those those Hitman games, because of, uh, how do you word it, some of the inconsistencies in the games and the technical limitations mm. and various aspects to it that made it amusing at times for certain things to happen, like how the AI would react and the unpredictable nature sometimes of... Um, Agent 47's health and how we regenerate all these kind of yeah. things are just sort of entertaining and, and, and led towards a good good content but um, when you were playing the games you know do you, is there anything that kind of screamed out to you when you played it that, that frustrated you or was it all very well uh, put together you know you found that you were able to <clears throat> do the things you wanted or did you walk into a room and all of a sudden someone spotted you and you think fucking hell what's that yeah there's a couple of like the one thing that used to chat my ass is when you walk, go to walk into a room and a door's closed it doesn't at least maybe maybe it does sound the mini map and i just never picked up on the the key but i was never aware of as to whether i'd be trespassing if i went into that room until after i'd gone in it so you'd be walking around, open the door, walk in. It'll say you're trespassing. If someone spots you at that point, they don't shoot you. So you don't fail the mission as such because once you get into a gunfight, you might as well restart your last checkpoint <laughs> or get onto it. The combat's a, you know, awful. It's the only, only word for it. Um, but what it will do is if they notice that you've trespassed, you then can't get the silent assassin rating. So if you're chasing after that challenge, you've blown yeah. it after reload. Um, that's that's one of the things that I found to be irritating somewhat. Most of the other stuff, if you once you learn the framework that the game gives you, you can you can work around it quite easily. Like you just got to understand this isn't this isn't a run and gun shooting action game. It is a, a st- it's designed for you to going and, and stealth and combat should be the last option. 
and they make it so that it, <laughs> you, you don't want any yeah, combat because yeah. it, it might as well be the last yeah. option. So yeah, as long as you understand, I think as long as you understand the framework that it presents to you, it does a good job of kind of explaining to you what you should and shouldn't do. Um, you can have some really good fun with it because even with those restrictions, you know, you, you can't go into areas that you that you that you're not you know disguised to. You can go off and find the disguise, the security disguise, then you, then you're in. So there's always you, you bump into these little obstacles, and there's multiple ways for you to go off and tackle them. Maybe you just climb up the fucking drain pipe rather than go up the stairs <laughs> that are being got. That's that's an option. So mm. yeah, I think it's one of those games that's quite restrictive in that sense. So if you want pure freedom. You know, where you want to just better kill everyone. You can, but it's hard because they make the combat and forty sevens like a fucking phone screen, he just breaks under any sort of pressure, like a few shots and he sort of goes down and it's like, Well, that's a restart, isn't it? So every time I got into a firefight, I was like, Well, what's the point? I might as well just restart yeah, the yeah, yeah. 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 One of those. Which is fine for yeah. me, but I know some people want to be able to just go in and blow everyone away and for that to feel satisfying, but it just doesn't. It's the simple <laughs> fact of the matter. Yeah, I guess, you know, clearly that's one of the reasons why I've never touched this myself is mm. because Delph, as we know, and we've been over so many times, is not my um, favourite genre. Yeah. Um, but I like, you know, clearly if it gave you the tools to be more... I guess the one thing that I've always noticed about it is you are fucked if you get into a yeah. fight. Like you're, yeah. and I don't know why it almost doesn't just fail you because it doesn't give you really a chance to recover. Mm. Like realistically, like once you've got into that firefight, like all of a sudden people are in or whatever, and more just calm. And yeah, it's, it, you just think, well, just fail me then. Like why are we even going through this charade? <laughs> like it, it, it just feels pointless, but. I can understand why they do that. Like you don't. Some games go out to clearly say you could do it this way. I mean, the one thing that you always said to me about Horizon was, "Well, you don't have to do it in stealth." Yeah. And that game gives you the two options and tools to be able to do it, and the ability to customize your character down certain routes that make it more effective to your preferred playstyle. Yeah. Clearly, this game is. Look, you're here to find the best and you know most efficient and stealthy way of killing the target, mm. and clearly the game will always play to to that element yeah I think that's if you understand that as you go in you're not going to get any nasty surprises about what the game's expecting of you and where the the, the fun is and some people might not find that entertaining you know wandering around trying to find a disguise but you know the, the amount of experimentation you can do the, the amount of different assassination types that you can employ whether that's a guided, there's a lot of guided kind of story missions in there if you just want to follow those, which are really handy for people. All there's other stuff that where it will, it will log intel that you pick up and then over time you can figure out, oh, I can do this. And that's mm. not guided. It's just as you've picked up the information, if you can put it together, you can get a sort of a, a special kind of execution. So yeah, that's that's where it shines. And as long as you're kind of aware mm. of that when you go into this, you can, you can have some fun with it. Absolutely. Mm. So for, I guess for people that have played the older versions of Hitman, should we say, or that <clears throat> that are, are thinking about coming back to this, like where, what have they done to move this on from previous Hitman? Like what what have they what what are the improvements? What did you notice from the, from the older ones, should we say, to to these ones in this series that they've done in the trilogy? Yeah, so I mean the the old ones were the, they were still very good. Um, but I feel like the the level design in the trilogy and 
you mentioned the word sandbox nature earlier on the the tools that you're given mm. just is at a different level like the, the simulation of the event that you're at is just mind-blowing like the amount of npcs that are wandering around mm. the the way that if you replay it again you can you'll pick up on people's routines and they're kind of doing the same things and then oh I'll follow this guy this time. Oh, he's, he's doing that. There's an opportunity. Like just the discoverability that you get, the, the the amount of different ways in which you can conduct your work without going guns a blazing. I must add again, was the last time we'll talk about that. But you, you don't be going. You can go in there and do it, but it will be it's it's difficult. And yeah, I think they've just done a done a really great job with the locations. Each location feels very unique. Um, has some very specific ideas and options that you can only do in those levels and it's not endless the amount of things you can do but there's certainly a number of ways in which you can approach every one of these mm. uh, these missions um other than a couple or actually other than one or two that are a bit more action focused throughout the trilogy uh, they're quite rigid but the, the 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 remainder of them are just you know they've got some super stuff that you can you can go in and find it's just a, you always get to this this culmination that's, that's satisfying once you pull off the perfect assassination make it look like an accident it's like yes all that hard work of yeah. getting the tools and getting the right outfits and then getting into position and then timing it correctly is just satisfying and just slowly walking out and exiting the level it's like yes excellent yeah I, I mean I think that's I think the one thing that I've always noticed is that there's not just one way to do it. I think a lot of time in games yeah. is trying to figure out the way that it should be done or, yeah. you know, where am I supposed to go? Who am I supposed to talk to? Like, just trying to put pieces of that puzzle together to be able to finish it. Yeah. I think the one thing that I've always seen that Hitman does well is there's no, I mean, clearly there's a, an ideal way, but it really does just go, here's the level, mm. figure out, <clears throat> you know, and you just, it, some of it clearly would be trial and error yeah. Um, yeah in terms of thinking oh shit you know no that's you know i'm gonna get discovered here or they're not gonna fall for that but i think the way that it lends you to do that and you know we said sandbox it is a sandbox of variety in terms of saying you know there's multiple ways you can do this figure out the way that works for you and i think that giving you that freedom and genuine freedom do you feel like you're sussing it out yourself and coming up with your own way of doing it is probably the most attractive yes. element of the game it is but it <laughs> but it also you have those completely you know unguided assassinations mm. that you'll put off yourself and obviously they are they are the great ones that you'll probably remember but the each mission has a number of what they call guided story missions where it would almost not walk you through but it will just say mm okay, you need to get a screwdriver. I won't tell you where the screwdriver is always. It's like, okay, you go and find a screwdriver, go and find a waiter's outfit. And it will kind mm. of guide you towards a cool assassination. So for even for those people that are thinking, oh, I'm not very creative or I'm, I don't really understand how the game works or I might struggle mm. with some of that. Like the, the guided story missions are excellent and they mm. serve a, a secondary purpose, which you... You, is interesting you get to find a little bit more about your targets because often you'll be the, the, the guided story missions give you opportunities where you're left alone with the target and they'll let their guard down and start speaking to you about certain elements that might be going on in the wider story 
Mm. Um, so it caters for those two crowds, and there's 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 tons of stuff for people that just want to go and freeform it. You can turn all that stuff off, or if you want a more linear experience, you can you can get that out of this as well, and uh, and save yourself the stress of having to sort of suss it out yourself. Yeah, but, so at least they give the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I mean, you touched earlier on on the mechanics, I guess, and uh, some of the frustrations you had there. How how do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Like how how did you find it frustrating? And you know, is it do you think it's deliberately like that to to ward you off getting into combat? Or do you think it's just poor execution? I just think it's bad execution. I just don't see why you would do it that way. Like you said, if you didn't want people to do it, just I know it'd be annoying, but auto fail people mm. if they get into a gunfight. But they've clearly because because the thing is, you unlock machine guns like shotgun like you start unlocking heavy artillery which and i've seen runs where people go in and murder everyone i've seen them on youtube but it's neither enjoyable or reasonable to expect most people to do that because the combat's just so stiff and 47 like i said he's he feels so fragile and the cover systems works in a stealth element, but in a dynamic way where you need to be moving constantly, like getting off the cover and, and moving because mm. they've thrown a flash grenade. Everything's so clumsy and awkward. He hasn't he hasn't been out in the field training his his armed combat old forty seven. So that it's just it's just not very good. Uh, and if you if that was intentional, it's a mistake because the game would be, you know, quite a fair bit better if it had a reasonably, you know good combat system to complement the excellent sort of stealth and, and, and assassination type things. It'd just be like a, it'd be what a package that would be. You know, the, the, the only good combat that's in it is the sniper rifles because they're easy. You know, you're, you're yeah. from range, you fire one bullet and it's like, that's, you know, donk. Donk, done. Anything that involves yeah. multiple guards and it's just an absolute nightmare. So if it was intentional, yeah. it was a mistake because um, there's a, there's definitely a segment of people that would enjoy doing the really stealthy silent assassin grade and then think, you know what, fuck it, I want to go and just blow everyone away here. Mm. But they've made it just incredibly awkward and, and cumbersome to do that. So it's not worth, in my opinion, I was not interested mm. in, in doing that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because I can understand why they would want to dissuade people from doing that. But at the same time, they don't give people... Like automatic weapons and, and you know weapons. Yeah, give me grenades and all that. this shit. It's like it's like mm. oh, this might be a fully fledged action game. It's like no. Yeah, it's almost like they do that as a red herring, weirdly, yeah. to to make you realise almost that you ain't supposed to be playing it that way. But then again, you wouldn't play it that way if you didn't give it to me. So no. No, you know, if you only gave me a garrot or whatever, then that's the option. Yeah, like and a syringe. Like clearly, I've got to be more selective around what I'm doing. So yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you should highlight that. I mean, you think, you know, it can't be that hard to to design it in that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many games in every aspect that do that well Yeah. that you think, why are you struggling? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange yeah, it's one. Maybe, maybe they haven't got the chop. I mean, it could be that they just, that's as good as they could get it. That, this, that could be the most you know, simple way of describing it is that, they tried and thought, well, that'll do. I'll have to do because we can't, we haven't got the expertise. We've created this wonderful sandbox, but this mm. this shooting can't get our heads around it. So it's going to have to be what it's going to be. Mm. 
I suppose you could argue that, you know, in these sandbox games, because there's such a breadth of things that you, you know, rather than targeting specific elements of the game, you, you sort of, it becomes a jack of all trades, master of none in yeah. a weird kind of way. Like, you, you know, there's such a breadth of, uh, of content and options and things going on that, you know, they probably didn't have, didn't feel the need to put a load of time into that. It's kind of serves a purpose if you get into trouble. But yeah, again, I just, it's always one of, it's always been one of the things whenever I've seen any Hitman content or watched it, I'm like, why does it let you just carry on? Like it's just a really, (laughs) because you just, it it just doesn't seem like the way the game should be played or the satisfying way to play it. So you think just, just say mission you know like the mission failed and it just fades into like this slow-mo i think so many games have been slapped on the arse for doing that that mm. they just thought well well we won't we won't be doing that because people are moan like now at least we'll give them the facade that they could get out of this jam by, <laughs> by employing the combat I mean, and look you can but it's not fun nor is it intuitive so it's not, and you're not rewarded for it nah, it's not like you get there's a, on, yeah the score gets yeah. I mean, you can still get through the mission i guess you want you just to get through it and no maybe mm. some people like the high stakes if it all goes wrong they've then got to somehow try and escape or recover the situation i can see it doesn't let you though well no they do well, hunt you down it, it, it really doesn't let you escape it no it is if you're getting snarled up in there most of the time 99.99% of the time, you ain't getting out anyway. No, if we're a, talking realism, but it's an instant, um, instant reload, as far as I'm concerned. And that's another sort of small negative is the the, the auto saving isn't as frequent as I would like. I mean, I've said this so many times. I want it like every minute, just mm. <laughs> just auto saving. But it, yeah, you know, it'll go it'll go eight minutes of auto saving, and you can do a lot in eight minutes. So mm. I'm forever in there saving, like manually going in them to do it. Um, and if there was a better auto-saving system, I wouldn't be spending that much time in the menus. I know people say, well, ah, you shouldn't be doing that. Play it, play it without saving. It's like, well, I want it to save, so I don't want to be, I don't have to walk. I want to enjoy the experience. Yeah, I don't have to walk through this it. fucking hallway eight times again just because the guard fucking walked out early once. And it's like, I, just, yeah. I don't want to be dealing with that. Look, I'll save it. Look, sometimes you will, like strangle someone and you'll think well no one's around and then some cunt walk mm. through the door that you didn't see and you think oh for fuck's sake I was just about to say in games where you're count, uh, accounting for RNG basically mm. like randomness there has to be a reload and, a, and the ability to go well that was a bullshit run I'll do it again yeah. like if everything is the same every time you, there's almost an argument for it not that I would want it but the simple fact is a lot of these games have got an element of randomness to it for mm. good reason but because of that and you're trying to understand the patterns is this a pattern is it random all this kind of stuff the reality is you're probably gonna have to auto say some of it especially yeah. if you're searching those higher ranks and you're chasing certain trophies yeah. and things like that like because you might walk around the um, corner and get caught by a camera and then you're like oh well, then i've got to find where security <laughs> room is and delete yeah. like, the, the video evidence it's like that's then another 15 minutes <laughs> mm. trying to find it and then getting the right mm. outfit to go in there without causing a stir. So yeah, yeah. just simple mistakes like that. And the, the auto saving mm. is there. It's just like, I'm really anal about why is it not saving every second, every second a gameplay I want saves. So I could pick the exact moment. Um, but you know, that's, that's a common issue amongst games. Well, the one thing that I always liked was, um, 
you know when you were playing a game on a PC or whatever and you just press like escape save game like you think yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to do five. something here quick save bang yeah or that whatever it is you could just go yeah. right I'm going to do something here it's probably going to go wrong yeah and I was like I missed that um, the easy facility part. I think yeah um, I wish there was like something you could maybe there are games out there you could you could like map to your PlayStation, like say if you just held in, I don't know the the middle button on the PS5 mm. for ten seconds, it will maybe not ten seconds. It's not that quick. Yeah. But maybe there's something they could. I'm almost certain they could map something like that. That would just yeah. quick save. But mm. uh, alas, console peasants usually don't have the <laughs> option just to hit F5, and therefore we have to go into menus to do it. No, look at us, these modern-day gamers now going, oh, I want it to always oh, no. save every two seconds. When <laughs> you remember back in the day on the old PS1 where you literally had to save it manually to that bloody memory card. And before that, you were lucky yeah. if the game had a save function at all. If you didn't have a battery and, in it, yeah. you'd do it in one go or start again. I'll <laughs> yeah. do all that again. Disaster. I think there was a save feature on a Mega Drive of some sort, but mm. I always remember whenever I put a game in, I'd start again, like Streets of Rage. Yeah, what a horrific experience. Yeah, you get to the last boss and die, and then I would <laughs> actually break down and cry, like when I was younger, because I was so annoyed by it. The one that used to piss me off most was Golden Axe. Oh, unbelievable! Mate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even finished that because I just couldn't. I used to always try and mount the little animals or whatever you could, and then they're yeah, always yeah. impossible to use, and I'd lose more health, and it's like, well, get this off. Um, I mean. But we digress. Yes. Um, so I guess Hitman related, is there anything else you wanted to call out for this uh, before we move on? Yeah, one last thing, um, and it's it's the online connectivity that this game employs, almost by... You almost have to have it on. Okay. Right. So it's an online single player game, essentially. So it's one of those where if you ain't connected to the servers, you lose a lot of things. Now, for one, the online connectivity in the menu slows things down because sometimes it's loading fresh Communicating. fucking... Yeah. yeah. It's to, and like to go in and save, for example, you're saving it to their online server. So that's not as quick and snappy as it needs to be. So... The, the, the complaint about auto-saving is a bit more exacerbated in this game because the saving's not as snappy as it needs to be. Mm. But there's it's basically, a I would, I would call it a very close to a requirement for this game to be online because if you choose to play offline, one thing happens is that you can't... Your saves are different offline than they are online. So if you played the first level offline then connected to the server the next day and went to play it again, it'll be in a separate sort of... It's, all, it's almost a separate set of stats. Like, it doesn't track nothing in offline. So there's a list of stuff that if you don't connect to the online service, you can't access the following things. Progression, escalation contracts, and this is some paid stuff that's only available if you're connected online, and this is also the same for the DLC that I, that I will talk about later on. Uh, there's a there's a sniper assassin game mode. You can't access that unless you're connected online. Uh, mission challenges you can't view in the menu. Location mastery, which is like you know how how uh, how well you're doing on each location. Like if you revisit it, you'll get more score, etc. You can't view that in the menu. Uh, any of the director's commentary that comes with the deluxe edition, you can't be getting that unless you're connected to online. Right. Um, and I think the the post game and score rating. You can't view that either, and your your sort of profile and your stats aren't tracked. 
it's an online game. It's for better or for worse. It's a, yeah, yeah. and it's a strange game to see it in because it's not riddled with microtransactions asking you to pay for stuff. It's a really odd system they've employed and, and, re- and requirement. It's a, I, mean, I was going on the Reddit after I'd finished it and always people moaned about it forever. Why is it? Why is it basically an online game? Mm. You don't get a response, but that is that is a little bit of a blower. Like if you're yeah, if you're anti like, like online or you know some people don't want their privacy agree to the mm. privacy agreements shit like that. You know you're kind of going to get a much more watered down experience. And if you've paid for some of the extras, like if you've got a deluxe version or something like that, you can't you can't get those contracts or those escalations unless you're connected to their online service. So. Just mm. worth keeping that in mind, and that's, that's you know that undoubtedly a minus. You know, we've, we've got yeah, something that could, which one. could easily be played offline. For there's no reason why this mm. couldn't be, and it's it's not. Yeah, but when you've been saying that, I was trying to think devil's advocate. Why would you want it? But I don't think there is any real <laughs> justification for doing that. The only thing, it, the only it, good it, thing is, is that if you delete your save when you load the game up the next time, they'll download all your stats and saves from their server. Yeah, but that's just that's just cloud saving. Oh yeah, of which course. is saying that's been there for donkey yonks in a load of well, other games. Oh, Jim wants you to pay for it. They didn't on that essential plan. <laughs> so if you ain't got that, maybe you, you think, well, I'm not paying Jim for that. You know, your Hitman career will be backed up on IOI's servers. But that's about the only thing that's of use to it. And you know what? If you ever mm. want to do a Ronnie restart, well, it's nigh on impossible because they back it up their side, and you can't. <laughs> You can't get at it. I found a way to do it though. There's a um, you can put a basically a privacy request to delete the data, and I have to do it by so law. You got to do it. Yep, I did that <laughs> before I did started. You? Yeah, before I started this, so I wanted a fresh slate again. And you, uh, you lost a request and said erase my data, please. Yep, and they did. They did do it. To be fair, yeah. Like, Why would it not allow you to delete basically your cloud saves? Yeah, that's like, really weird. It is like, odd. Uh, well, I odd. mean, it's odd. I mean, it's not, you know, game-breaking, but it's just an odd yeah. thing to have to contend with, I guess, yes. especially if you're Ronnie. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that. But then when he found there's a way to... Because I wasn't going to go back and replay it unless I could have a clean slate. Mm. Um, and then when I found that you could do that, I put the request in, to be fair, I did it. Actually, I did it twice. Once last year. How did year, it take him out of curiosity? A few weeks. It wasn't... It's not instant. Like, yeah. <clears throat> no less than 10 days. So I think they say it can take up to 28 days, but... Couple yeah. of weeks or so, but to be fair, all's well that ends well. I was able to, to get there. It's just I had to go through a fucking GDPR, whatever that request was, to, yeah, get, to yeah. fucking get them to do it. it wasn't like D Soul, was it? That subject? No, it wasn't. Was it? No, it was. Um, you can request it as well. I was actually just mm. out of curiosity going to request my data to have a look at, but uh, it's quite interesting. I'm not, I'm not seeing another game have this. I'm sure it exists, but it's the first time I'd bumped into this. This uh, this privacy thing and that there's a way of seeing your data. I was like, oh, I will have a look at that, but just delete it for now so I can restart. It even says this should not be used to reset game progress, and I was like, well, you can't That's say what I'm doing. you can't say no because <laughs> you'll get fined. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what my motive for doing this is. <laughs> You're gonna have to do it. And it's probably a pain in the ass there, and I can see why they don't want to do it, but at least there's a mechanism there to fulfil that request. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very odd thing. But anyway. It is a strange thing. Um, so, <clears throat> moving on then mm. to uh, the dim- digital gallery. The gaming gallery. Yeah. So, we go in. 
We walk into reception. Only Patreon subscribers and digital Twitch subscribers are in the hallway. So yeah. we know they're safe. Say hello Good to all people. them. Yeah. Say hello. Have a picture with them if they want that. That's fine. Yeah, we do all that. We do all that bit. And then, uh, you know, we walk to Apps's area in his wing. Yeah, my own personal Blind wing. T- your own personal wing. And then we have to judge and have a little look to see where the Hitman trilogy goes. Well, does it go in at all? I might have, I might have said, look, don't even open the doors to the gallery. I might have crapped on it. Yeah, but nah, I nah, no, no. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can gather sometimes whether these. I mean, I, I, in my head, I can pretty much already know where this is going because it's you the tell, dumping ground. You t- yeah, yeah, it's a silver. It'll go, <laughs> it'll go into my silver room of my gaming gallery wing. It's just, yeah. it's just really solid, and I think having, having the, the trilogy in one package is just so many. There's so many missions. There's so many variants of each mission that you can do. Mm. Um, it's just, it's packed full of content now, and it's a uh, has its problems, like we said, the online stuff and the, the mm. combat. Like this could, this could be getting into like it's, it's good to good to great on its its, its best days and its worst days. It's a good game, so sits mm. in that sits in that silver rating. Uh, displayed off there quite proudly. If the combat was, if it was truly like had the chops to be an action game as well, this would be up in the great mm. category. I think. I think that's got to be for any future games something to to look at and to try and address. Um, but failing that, it's still a solid experience. Yes, there's the pain in the ass about the online connectivity. I know. <laughs> I know some people will write it off completely because of that, but you know it works for the most part. So. It's this problem. It's this thing. If it was an issue throughout the game, I, I was having disconnections and things like. Mm. Then you know we've got to have a conversation about that. But for my playthrough, it was it was fine. And, and even historically, when I've played it previously, it was fine as well. So yeah, nice little silver for the Hitman trilogy. In the books, yeah, that sounds about right for where uh, for for where you positioned it. I think you know dumping ground is uh, is the best place for it. Yeah. No, there's no harm there. Now we've got to talk about this this DLC, which isn't yeah. included in the Hitman trilogy pack. I don't think it is anyway. At least it wasn't for me, but I bought all these piecemeal over the years. Mm. Um, it's the Seven Deadly Sins collection, it's called. Now, okay. historically, when they've done DLC, they've added new side stories or side missions this is categorised in the same area. So you go into the campaign, you've got Hitman 1, you've got Hitman 2, you've got Hitman 3, and you've got side stories. So you've got the, the content from the first game and the second game. Um, there's Basically, you revisit the same locations, but you have a new set of targets to, to, to kill off. They change the time of day. They might block off a few areas. They make, it's a brand new contract, and it's, 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 you know, they're, they're interesting to go through. Seven Deadly Sins is not that. Which okay. is confusing because it's in that side stories area, and I didn't do my homework because if I'd done my homework, I wouldn't have bought this. Okay. Because what the Seven Deadly Sins is is seven new missions, but they are these escalations they're called. And an escalation, for lack of a just to, to, to do it quickly, is a one shot mission. So you fail, you restart. No saves during it. So that's, we spoke about that earlier, annoying. And what happens is you get three levels of each escalation. So on level one, 
you have to kill the person without being seen. Well, that's standard Hitman. It's fine. Level two is a new restriction added. Um, you can't change your disguise, so you have to stay in your suit. So every area you go to outside the public, you're going to be trespassing, so you can't really be seen. Get seen, mm. fail. And the third one will be uh, restricted loadout, so you only have, I don't know, the, the syringe. Yeah. And you're like, well, I've got to get close to the fucking now to, to finish them off. That's a really mild escalation. Most of these have several other components to it, like... No, no being seen. Uh, no yeah. trespassing. No, there's all these these things they can stack onto them, and that's what this pack is. It's seven missions that are wildly varied in terms of what they're asking you to do, but in an escalation format. Some of them aren't so bad. Like one of them's called Sloth, which I enjoyed because <laughs> it's the Seven Deadly Sins, and the the trick is you've got the usual escalation to. You know, don't be seen. Don't kill anyone that's not collateral. All that sort of stuff. And they change as you go up through the one, two, or three. Mm. But the kicker with this one is that you you only you, you essentially only have a number, a certain amount of energy. And each time you move or or do <laughs> do an action, it it reduces it. So you've got to basically take out all the targets as efficiently as you can, which would be annoying to some people. But it's actually it's a really fun way to kind of do the puzzles. Right, okay. So that's quite interesting, but it is this escalation to it again. So if you do the first four and fail on the fifth one, you're restarting the whole thing again. And a lot, <sighs> there's a lot of waiting around in these ones because you're, you know, you can't move and walk around half the time. If you stay still, no energy goes. Yeah, that's fine. But the rest of them really are just really irritating to play, mostly because you mm. can't save. And the worst one of the lot. Is this one called Wrath of Termination? I, I I don't know how this has been signed off at any level. It's the final one. You start in a in, in the house in a manner in one of the levels. There are three waves of enemies that are coming into the house to get to a certain item that's in the house. Once they get to that item, you fail. So you're on a clock. Right. You're already on a clock. So just think that you, if they get there, you yeah. fail. You can yeah. you can delay them, you can stop them, blah blah blah. My least favorite thing in video games, yep. by the way, is times events. Again, if they just remove that requirement, this becomes a, a, a world of difference in terms of how you've got to approach it. You've got no weapons, you can't pick up guns, okay, and you have to kill in all the enemies in each wave. There's three targets. You kill them, the next mm. wave starts. But they normally are armed with like three other people. Yeah. And these guys have got shotguns, they've got automatic rifles, and by the end of like the third wave of the first level, there's like 12 people to get rid of. And we've already spoken about the combat, not being up to snuff. <laughs> and they're asking you to... The only way to do it is to frantically run around with scissors and knives and just throw them at people without getting shotgun to fucking hell. It's so bad, Logan. Honestly, I... You know, I, I did the first level of the escalation. There was two more after this. I couldn't yeah. face it anymore. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is just... I don't. I hate Challenge 2. Had I known mm. the whole pack was going to be that, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But yeah, having, yeah. having buying it and like finding out most of it's not all that good, to then be served this last one up at the final one, I was just like, this is so cherry on top, isn't it? It's so mm. awful. And I, I, look, you know, I started looking at like, walkthroughs and guides. Had a look on yeah. YouTube. There's so much fluke. 
these the people getting through them, you can tell they've done that a hundred times, and that was the lucky one yeah. because they're getting yeah. shot to smithereens and must be have like one HP left and scuttling out of there. There's no. Mm. There's a number of things they could have done to change this. Yeah, remove the time limit because then you can actually take time to separate them and stealthily take them out. It, but the way they've done it, you're running around like a blue ass fly trying to stop them from getting somewhere. And secondly, they have all these traps that you can you can arm, but they're not on the patrol paths. What are you doing there? And thirdly, if it's about just being an action piece, which is what it turns into, just give the guns. Give me, yeah, yeah, give me the the, the, yeah. the you know. I've earned all these items throughout the whole campaign, and the, the six other packs. Mm. Why not have them and just let you just go to war with them? Which would at least be, yeah. you know, I've, we know the combat's bad, but at least if you've got the firepower, you have got half a chance. Just follow yeah. them down the stairs or something and blow them away as they come up. Honestly, yeah, one like of the, the crescendo. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you know, mm. failing that, you go for the home alone. You don't have a time limit, and then you just you're trying to you're trying to stripe them up, but. Honestly, mm. awful. It's one of the worst pieces of DLC I've ever played in my life. So annoyed still. I'm really angry. Yeah, I mean, the way that you've outlined it there, I'm completely on board with your hate challenge modes. I don't find them particularly enjoyable. No. Going back to the review... That What's it did, doing in side of- stories? It ain't a side story. It's all fucking dreams this cunt's having. All the other side stories are like proper missions that we've been playing... Mm. Throughout the campaign, there's a target, there's mission stories, there's multiple ways to... D- These are just garbage. Utter just- dross. And again, I went onto the community site. Everyone, not everyone, mo- many, many people share the same opinion. This was just absolute shit. And- you've got everyone. Met some... There are people. <laughs> there's many people, that's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah. Because people don't like these escalations and they keep wheeling them out. No. Now I think I'm concerned, Logan, because they're gonna they're gonna be introducing a new mode called Freelancer in the summer. Okay. If it's anything like this crap, on paper this should be excellent. Agent yeah. forty seven, you have your own little lodge house, you take out freelance contracts, they're multiple phase, so you've got four stages, you take out like the, the the henchmen, then you get to the target. If you take a weapon out and leave it there, you can't bring it back with you to the safe house, so you have to buy it again. Yeah. Like, there's almost a little career mode going on. But if they... They're not going to put saves in, are they? It's going to be escalation types where you get one... Or contract types where you get one shot at it. And I'm not going to like it. So I'm concerned about the way they've handled this additional content. Mm. Considering the first two, it's so good. They've gone in this direction. And now I'm like, well, is this freelancer mode, which sounds like it could be awesome, just going to be a flavour of shite that I don't want to partake in? Well, I mean, clearly there's got to be the research done up front yes, this time, yes. which is unlike you, I do have to say. Yes. Like you, you obviously had an element of faith in it. That you thought, I've, I've been here before, I know where it is, and they've shocked you. Yeah, they have. I trusted them. And, um, it's like that Trials try, yeah. Rising. I bought that just on a whim because I trusted them, and that ended up being a fucking irritation. So now yes. they're on they're on the research block now. They don't get the money up front. Yeah, so they go on the research block, but... Um, I think one of the things I just wanted to say with these with these challenge modes where they restrict you to doing certain things and are placed on yeah. in a certain way, from what we discussed around the original review, which is the advantages is that they give you the world 
and you know the world is your oyster you figure it out yeah. and choose the best way you want to do by taking that away and forcing you down a path they take away an element of what is good about yeah. the game i That's think 100 percent. and it, and because it's one shot no saves mm. the you just un, you just you, every time you experiment and fail it's just it's a hassle yeah. Right why, the why would you do that uh, like, surely if you're going to say do it as you say do it without trespassing it's like at least give you the chance to experiment whilst you're doing it the best yeah. way of doing it and make that less punishing you know, the really stupid than, thing is when they do the no disguises so you can't can't change your outfit hmm. they still let you do it in the game and fail <laughs> why don't you just remove that button <laughs> prompt from the bodies because you might accidentally I mean, I, press I, I it I assumed that wasn't there no I assumed you can you can absolutely just change your disguise and fail it by accident if you were just like in autopilot I get these are diff these escalations are designed probably for the hardest of the hardcore but mm. and you're asking for 25 UK pans real money yeah and I'll get it at half price and I'm still fucked off of it you know there's an issue <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway. I think that's completely valid, but I mean, we'll walk up to the door of the gallery. Uh, we've got a choice it. to put the key in nah. or, or not. And we're just going to walk straight nah, past. I'm sorry, the little punters are outside. They want to go and have a beer, but they're not going in mm. today. We're not opening the Seven Deadly Sins, the the Hitman Free fucking DLC. Dreadful, awful crap. Not going anywhere near the gallery. Yeah, I mean, when you said it's probably the worst piece of DLC you've ever played, I mean, that, that sets the scene, doesn't it? Yep. Um, but, you know, how can you chuff it that badly? Yes. You know, that's a concern. It's, it is concerning because, you know, I've I've loved pretty much everything they've done up until this point. Mm. And then just for this to be so off what I like is like, what? I was just thinking, what direction mm. are they going? And they've got the Bond license. So then you're like, well, you know what? how's one that, that going to things... pan out of what we've seen so far? How's that going to pan out? The comparisons out? I was going to make was to a Daniel Craig type, mm. James Bond type um, espionage thing. And, uh, you know, that is that is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. The combat needs to be better overall mm. if we're going to do that. But the it's... thing is, the one thing about James Bond is that he does get into them firefights. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it absolutely needs to be playable for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm interested still they do with that Bond, that Project 007. Well, if it's a fucking reskin, it'll be well, not good enough. Would be, be where no. I'd assess it. No, I, I would agree. Can't be having that and just putting Daniel Craig's head instead of bald, fucking yeah. 47 lurking. So, but yeah, I'm disappointed in in this DLC, and now there's concerns about future content for this game and. Perhaps, I mean, Project 007, there's always the combat question. That's the, that's the, that's the key, mm. really. They get that right yeah. and you've... you've you, you're in gold, really. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but for this, for Hitman 3, what they've got on the roadmap, I'm now going to take a long, hard look at that and see actually how it works and what the mechanics mm. are because that's something I'm not going to be willing to chuff down for if it's in, this, in the same vein as this. As always, they just give people the option... If people want the hardcore mode, but they don't want to be sa- don't want to save, and you want a separate leaderboard for those people, fine. There's a, there's a master difficulty mode which removes all saves that on the normal campaign. Just fucking give us that. That's exactly what I was about to say to you. We mastered this years ago by saying quite simple called difficulty. Mm, not these idiots. <laughs> anyway, bit of a tale of two halves there. With the uh, mm. Hitman Free trilogy, which I, you know, sits in that's proudly displays itself in the silver part 
of my wing, but the DLC is not getting a sniff at getting in that gaming gallery unless someone else comes along and fucking starts handing out charity work because it, it, it don't deserve it as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, that'll be the end of this week's episode. Thanks if you've made it this far and joined us for the complete ride. Nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.